Hey, welcome to another episode of Requiem Comics. I am your host, Sean. I'm Jesse, and the internet's gonna fucking hate me after this. <laughs> Probably for good reason, because yeah. today we're doing a... We're doing a... We're, you're, you're always constantly bugging me to do Avengers books, right? And for, for all the comics I read, Avengers have kind of always been my blind spot... They're, they're not something that I grew up with. They're, they're not something that I've ever really gotten invested in beyond the movies. I think the movies are awesome. But as a team in the greater Marvel Universe, um, I, I've always preferred the X-Men. That's fair. So I thought it would be a fun idea to do Avengers versus X-Men. And, and that is where we are today. Yeah. So we're going to be doing a quote-unquote informal debate. Yeah. I will be defending the Avengers, and Jesse will be defending the X-Men. Yeah, the fucking useless Avengers, as they should be well, fucking called. He's, he's getting a little ahead of himself here. Yeah. So quickly to sum this up, what the book is about is you the have... The Avengers are fucking useless twats who decide to take control of a situation that they are not prepared for. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the Phoenix Force is on its way back to Earth. It's going to possess the X-Men's quote-unquote Messiah. Yeah. And the Avengers are like... Fuck that. We don't want that to happen because it's a destructive force. That's basically the story in a nutshell. Highly recommend the read. But now we're going to get into our little informal debate. So I just kind of want to start by saying uh, a big reason why the Avengers to me don't work in comics. And and again, this is this is coming from someone that doesn't read a lot of Avengers. Uh, so, so feel free to debate in the comments. But to me, in a world especially with mutants the Avengers seem very, very inactive. There there are numerous times that I think that they should have gotten involved and, and helped the X-Men, and obviously the reason why they don't is because they're two separate books and you have to, you know, not have them always get involved in each other's conflicts. But in-universe, the fact that the, the Avengers have let Sentinel programs go on, the fact that House of M got as bad as it did, the fat, and just numerous things. I, I feel like the Avengers are a bunch of elitist, useless versions of the Justice League. Wow. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. So I, I, I will I, say... Again, the internet's going to hate... I, I'm losing every ounce of credibility that I have. I, I will say that there is something to be said about the fact that the Avengers, who, you know, for the most part, exhibit superhero you know abilities and things like that do have to an extent some kind of i guess issue with the x-men yeah. the x-men are you know and they, they continue to be that way to this day yeah and the x-men are considered to be the next step in human evolution whereas the avengers i don't disagree just as you know as it is that yes there should be more work done between the two yeah but also understanding that it is a comic book and there are two separate series and... but they're in the same universe so we're arguing in universe yes but on that note, I want to say that off the top, the mm. Avengers are absolutely in the right no, not. to take Hope Summers away, who is supposed to be this messiah vessel for the Phoenix Force, who's coming down to Earth and, you know, past run-ins with the Phoenix Force before yeah. have been destructive mm -hmm. and not good. I mean, the Phoenix Force has actually destroyed a planet before, right. you know, and you even have on the Avengers side right now wolverine and beast oh wolverine man well hear me out wolverine if popularity was knowledge wow ouch wolverine has confirmed to captain america that mm -hmm. the phoenix force is going to be destructive wolverine and... is obsessed with gene gray to an unhealthy degree and 
Well, uh, anger against the but he has he, he has a point. Okay, I mean you know it is a destructive force. Past experiences have shown it to be destructive. Right. It's capable of destroying a planet. Right, there and the is... Avengers are equipped to deal with that, exactly. right? Exactly. No, they're not. That's, that's what their <laughs> they're job is. They're clearly not, because they show that in the book. So, um, the, the X-Men, during House of M, an Avenger causes the mutant race to almost go extinct. Scarlet Witch. Yes, an Avenger. Um, after that... Who's also, ironically, Magneto's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Again, you know, not a mutant with the X-Men. But still a mutant. Yes, that works with the Avengers. Sure. So the Avengers, some of the Avengers are actually involved in the House of M event. Yeah. Immediately afterwards, when there are only 200 mutants left and most, most mutants are depowered, the Xavier School is attacked while it's extremely vulnerable. Does a single fucking Avenger show up during that? No. Do Avengers ever get involved in very big, very global mutant problems? No. But they decide that the Phoenix Force is coming to Earth, and rather than work with the X-Men, who have numerous experiences dealing with the Phoenix Force and saving the and, planet and losing. from the, saving the planet from the Phoenix Force, hardly still here, baby, hardly. The Avengers decide, you know what? Screw it. Let's actually, for once, decide to give a shit and. Come in here, Captain America, storming the beaches, uh, with storming the beaches, <laughs> storming the beaches of Utopia. He hardly with storms the Avengers. The beach. Captain America arrives on the beach with the Avengers in hiding right behind him. Yeah, just like Cyclops shows up to the beach with the X Men right behind him. Yeah, sorry that they they're there when they live there. Captain America yeah. simply Captain says, "Captain America actually has no right to be um on that soil." Why not? That's not American soil. Technically, it's not. You're right. It's not. That's that's fine. Yeah. But the he's, Avengers... He's an invading force. But the Avengers... Yeah. ...are not considered a American paramilitary group. They're considered a global... Yeah, initiative. not until Civil War where they're treated that way. Well, even still... It's it's very convenient when they, when they forget <laughs> that a guy named Captain America is representing America. <laughs> very convenient. Well, again, you know, yes, technically speaking, he shouldn't be allowed without going through customs. Mm -hmm. But it's not like Utopia has a custom set up. And it's not like they haven't worked with the Avengers, or, sorry, it's not like that the Avengers haven't worked with the X-Men in the past, nor... No, and you're right. They never had a relationship. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there is grounds to say, okay, I'm coming here on this beach of Utopia, which is your ground. Mm -hmm. I am coming out and saying... Storming it with the Avengers. He didn't storm anything. He did. He didn't. He did. Who attacked first? That's exactly what happens. Who attacked first? And as soon as that one blast is fired, after Emma Frost read his mind and said, he's not leaving. Actually, he, she never said not leaving peacefully. He, She simply said, he's not leaving, he's not without, leaving without Hope Summers. Right. Whether you take that as force or not is completely subjective. But she never once said mm -hmm. he's using force. Listen, I'm not going to say that the X-Men are completely 100% in the right, especially later on when the main members of the X-Men are possessed by a crazy... Um, Phoenix Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are no longer in proper control of themselves. But the Avengers led things to that point, and they they could have shown up on the beach and worked with the X-Men, said, you have experience, you know, let's work together. 
but, want to help you. Protect. But Scott Summers was already in a mindset and position where he was not willing to do that with them. He wasn't approached that way. It doesn't matter. We already know that he treats Hope Summers as the Messiah. Yeah. He wants nothing to do with outside interference. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have mattered how Captain America approached him. It would have resulted in the same thing. Scott Summers blasting Captain America on that beach regardless of the situation. So, if he'd shown up by himself <clears throat> and he didn't have the support of the Avengers hiding in the helicopter so, in the back. So Captain America, let's say Scott Summers hands her over peacefully. What's their game plan? What are they, what, what have they we, got that's better than what the X-Men We X-Men don't have? know because the story no, doesn't progress that way. They have Tony Stark fucking uh, spontaneously deciding to test a piece of technology that he has no idea well it, what it's... Go- that Those concerns are addressed to him, and he's like, well, fuck it. And it, it, it makes but, things worse. But no, that happens because of the severity of the situation. If they had mm. been given the appropriate time, if they had handed over hope at the beginning, they would have actually had the time to prepare for this. Oh, would they have? Yes, because one, because they already the Phoenix had... Because the Force would have shown up later if the Avengers Because they there. wouldn't have spent all their time fighting with the, the, the X-Men. Mm-hmm. That fighting stalled any kind of progress that the Avengers could have made. I at no point saw Captain America say, hey, we should work together on this. And I at no point saw Cyclops say, we should work together on this. He invaded a country. He didn't invade a country. Are they legally recognized by the United Nations? They don't have to be. Well, yeah, they do. The United Nations are fucking humans. Yeah, but the United Nations still represents all of the diplomats of every country on the planet. Mm-hmm. If you don't have status in the United Nations, you're not recognized as a country. Therefore, they're not technically recognized as a country. Right. They're a quote-unquote quasi-fraction based off the coast of California. Mm-hmm. That does not make them a country. Okay. So, he didn't invade any country. He invaded. He did not. He invaded. No, by, mm-hmm. by technical He had no definition. right to be there. He had no right to approach them in that fashion. He, what, he, he, he approached the them hostile. Let's be fair. Captain America approached them with hostility. I don't disagree that he wasn't, you know, as diplomatic as he could have been. But based the on severity, the word of Wolverine, probably given, the least diplomatic but, member. But given of, the severity of the situation, right? What choice did the Avengers have? I'm sorry. You know what? There's 200 mutants. There's seven billion humans. Right. There's more humans at risk than mutants at risk. Mutants are the evolution of humans. Captain America is halting evolution. Captain America's the... He's using American values to halt progress. He's the Mike Pence of this story. No, he's not. Yes, he is. If he's the Mike Pence, Cyclops is the Donald Trump because he shoots first and asks questions later. He, he Captain America showed up at his place and is like, I'm taking her tough shit. He didn't say, I'm taking her tough shit. These are superhero comics. How did you expect him to react? He didn't say, I'm taking a tough shit. He basically No, did. he he. but he didn't say it. Okay. Language is important, particularly when you're reading a comic book. Right. Because it, it is a visual language piece. Sorry, Captain America doesn't say tough shit. He, he, it was the Captain America version of that. It was, look, Come on. we're taking Hope into protective custody. Where? Where were they gonna? They're gonna. Oh yeah, the Phoenix can't get into a, a jail cell. Yeah, he's gonna. Were, who he's, says they were gonna put her in a jail cell though? As we know, Tony Stark develops his stupid weapon on the fucking moon. Yeah. So wouldn't it have been and made more sense? Wouldn't it have made more sense then to take Hope off of the planet Earth so that it wouldn't arrive on Earth and potentially blow up our planet? And where's the evidence that that was their plan? 
Well, we don't have that. No, they it, don't have a plan. The Avengers decide to storm the beach first, ask questions later. But that never comes up because it doesn't progress that way. So there's no way you can say with, with certainty that they didn't have a plan in place. Because when they do I arrive... I don't read one. When they do arrive, the situation changes. Right. We don't see the planning of what they're going to do behind the scenes. We simply see them initiating the plan. So you can't say with certainty that they didn't have something in place. I mean, look, quite honestly, maybe they've taken her to the negative zone, right? Maybe they do something like that. Take her into a different dimension. Yeah, the Phoenix Force could probably breach that. Probably, but it's still not on Earth. Cosmic entities. But it's still not on Earth. Right. And Earth was at risk. Not, you know, multiple dimensions, it was Earth. And that's why no, I the see... Phoenix Force is a is a essence of rebirth, and the mutant race needed it on Earth to be rebirth. But you don't reborn. know it's necessarily a rebirth. We do from the force. ending of the book. Yeah, at the end you find that so out. So we we do After find out the that Cyclops was right. After all the destruction caused by Captain America being antagonistic. No, the ending clearly proves that the X Men knew what they were doing. No, it doesn't at it all. It clearly does. It doesn't. Because things play out exactly as they said it would. No, it doesn't. Because yes, what it does. No, because what they assumed was going to happen was that it would simply come down, it would take their vessel, and everything would be good. But it and doesn't. mutant. But it doesn't play out that way. Reborn, it doesn't. Which does happen at the it, end. It doesn't play out that way. Because right. what happens before that is you get the destructive side of that. You get five X-Men who get possessed by it. And as each one falls, the other ones get stronger. Yeah. Until you get to so, the end, when it's a fucking showdown of basically good versus so, evil. So, question. How do those five X-Men get possessed? Tony Stark's weapon. Yeah. That he... he shouldn't we shouldn't we do more tests? Nah, fuck it. He could have done more tests had mm-hmm. the X-Men not been at the doorstep... Could he have? ...knocking at the Avengers trying that, to kill that them. That wasn't where the time frame came from. The <clears throat> time frame came from the Phoenix Force is here. It's go time. That, that's not because of the X-Men. No, that's... I think that if the X-Men had not been... If they had not had to go out searching all around the entire planet... Oh, and the X-Men also home, didn't have her on Earth. They had her on the moon. They took her to the moon. Yeah. But if they hadn't Based had to spend... Based on your whole, this shouldn't listen, be on Earth listen, thing. Listen, yeah. if they had not spent all that time searching for her on the planet in, right. in teams, that time right there could have been used toward creating a device that would, yes, essentially protect the planet mm-hmm. right so yes tony stark was reckless i completely acknowledge that oh he he absolutely is a huge perpetrator but, as to why things go as bad as they did had he been given the appropriate amount of time instead of having to search because the x-men were insistent that they knew better because they it was did know better because it was their messiah i'm sorry just because it's your messiah doesn't make it my messiah i don't care about that yeah if seven billion people are gonna die potentially because you're allowing a fucking cosmic entity to show up. You know what, when up, thousands of mutants are being killed by sentinels and you're sitting in Avengers Tower in your, like, fucking little comfy chair... I don't disagree. You're in an ineffective superhero team. I... No way. No way. Yes, you are. Why? Because the X-Men were able to handle it then? So why why, why would that change anything? I mean, like, this is what I don't get. If you're you're ragging on the, the Avengers for not helping them in the past, mm-hmm. but you're also making the claim that the X-Men are capable of doing it, which is it? Are they capable of handling it, or are they not capable of handling it? Because when well, this clearly stuff, they when, are. When this stuff, they, they did it. When this stuff would have been going right. on, I'm pretty certain that the Avengers would have been dealing with their own stuff. Hence, the reason you have two separate books. 
So when the X-Men were fighting the Sentinels, and they yeah. were, you know, fighting off oppression and things like that, the Avengers were also busy doing their job of yeah. protecting the overall planet. So you can't make the argument that the, the Avengers are sitting in their you're ivory right, tower right. doing in, nothing. In the 70s, Iron Man was too busy in his own book hitting on girls. You're right. To help the mutants. You're right. My bad. <laughs> the point remains, though. They were still doing their own things. Yeah. They were yeah, busy. Iron Man was too busy getting laid. You're that's, right. That's exactly yeah. it, yes. And, and Cyclops was too busy bouncing between girlfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> Let's be honest. Cyclops has been fighting a war since he was 16. Yeah, so is Magneto. Yeah. What's your point? Yeah. And where were the Avengers? Hey, Captain America was in World War II, fighting yeah. a war since he was in his 20s. Which is why it's a little hypocritical of his, you know... I, I don't think it's hypocritical at all. I think it, it very much portrays this American value kind of thing. And like I said, right. I don't disagree. His Stand approach, up for yourself unless it's someone else. Yeah, I don't disagree with the approach. Or I, I disagree with the way he, he showed up on the beach. And yes, was a little more confrontational than he should have yeah. been. <laughs> However, like I stated, if he had shown up just by himself, Cyclops still would have shot at him. It would not have mattered. Mm -hmm. So the, the other alternative was Captain America gets killed by the X-Men. Captain America wasn't even hurt by that shot. That's because he deflects the shot. But that's the first shot. Then he has all the X-Men jump in after. Once the Avengers jump in. And let's talk about another thing. Okay. No one wants... No one once uh -huh. asks Hope Summers what she wants to on do. On either side. On either side. Let's be, let's be fair oh, about that. 100%. Because I, I agree with you, by the way, on that. But no one She's treated wants. like shit this whole fucking story. Absolutely. <laughs> and that is not right on either side. Yeah. I agree. Um, and, and, I mean, you even get actually two scenes oh, in this where Cyclops says it's not her decision anymore. Right. And tough shit. Here's here's the thing. I'm Cyclops is a dick in this. Totally. Cyclops is kind of finishing a, a character arc that I like to refer to as Breaking Bad Cyclops. <laughs> um, where you have him go from, you know, the kind of flat character that he, he was and we're kind of all used to from the cartoon and the movies yeah. and stuff. Um, and he, a lot of people, some people like this change, some people don't. I found it, it really made Cyclops interesting. Um, and this story is kind of the, the climax of a lot of what was building ever, ever since really him and Emma Frost got together. Maybe he should just see a shrink. He probably, for sure, man, <laughs> for sure. He is, uh, he's a messed up dude. Um, but I, I will say that considering the way Cap dealt with a lot of this, and the way Iron Man ended up affecting thing, I don't think that it's right that the complete responsibility of it ends up falling on Cyclops at the end. I do wow. think that he should have had a share of the response. Captain America and Iron Man walk off scot-free. Cyclops is in jail. That's Scott kind of bullshit. That is kind of bullshit. Well, I, I, okay, for the sake of argument, I don't entirely disagree. Tony Stark, at the least, should be sharing just as much responsibility. But Tony Stark is essentially following orders, right? And this is, this is the sad then reality. Captain America but, should be. But this is the sad reality of war. Right. Those who win don't go punished. Right. It's those who lose. Doesn't make them Cyclops, right. Cyclops, I'm not saying it's right. Yeah. But... That's how war happens. Right. If you're going to go to war, which I Cyclops I thought this was an argument about morality. Well... If you're going to go to war, like Cyclops was willing to do... Right. And he shot first on that beach. Han fucking we, solo. Whatever. There you go. Han soloed that shit. Yeah. 
he has to be prepared for the fact that if he loses, he's going to be the one who takes the fall. Mm-hmm. If it had turned out the opposite, where the X-Men won, yes. Yeah. 100% Iron Man and, and Captain America here would have been fucked. Yeah. And they know it. But... Can I just say... But reality <laughs> says the winners of the war always do this to the losers. One thing I hope we can agree on. Spider-Man gets a great fucking moment in this book. Is that the one when he's climbing through the, uh, the sewage where he, pipe? Where he, no, where he takes down um, Colossus and oh, yeah, the magic together. That's fun. I, that, that's a great moment. I, I, I like when he's crawling through the sewage pipe with Wolverine. And oh, yeah. he makes a comment about how, oh, yeah, because, you know, I so want to go climbing through a stinky, sewage-filled, rat-infested, you know, sewer yeah, pipe. Yeah, that was good And Wolverine's that. like... You didn't have to come. He's like, I didn't invite you. And Spider-Man's like, yeah, I noticed that you didn't invite me. Thanks. And he follows him anyway. Spider-Man always has great one-liners like that, though. Yeah, Wolverine and Hope, I think, actually get the best moment in the book. Where Wolverine, Captain America throws Wolverine off a plane into the Arctic. You know, the the one mutant consultant that they actually have. Uh, Wolverine is kind of being crazy here. And he's like, let's just kill her. Um, Well, they also have Beast. Remember that. Beast is working with the Avengers. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you know, days before he decides to fuck up the entire time stream and and get the the Avengers, or the the X-Men from the 60s into the present. (laughs) But, (laughs) so, Beast is clearly in a very stable mental place here. (laughs) Because they all are. All of them. them. Every single one of them. Especially Cyclops. Every one of them (laughs) who runs around in a costume, shooting laser beams and throwing shields at people, they're clearly in their right mind. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that, and that's kind of my point, is that... They're kind of all crazy? They're all crazy, yes, yeah. absolutely. So, so Wolverine gets thrown out of this plant, and he's going through the Arctic, and, and he keeps finding beers. Yeah, cold, frozen beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it turns out that Hope Summers has been, has been leaving him beer traps. Yes, so yeah. she can get them. Then they get onto a plane, and then she needs to sleep, so Wolverine flies it, and guess where he takes her? To the Avengers. Yeah. Because... No, because Wolverine and Cyclops at this point are having dis- domestic issues. As domestic issues. Do. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even going to call it a legitimate fight at this point. Wow. I mean, it kind of is, but the comics sort of forgot about it, so I shouldn't die. So... Well, and that's, you know... But that... they're, they're having their latest, like... Tiff. Yeah. Yeah. They are. But I do inherently agree with Wolverine that we did see the destructive power of the Phoenix Force in the past. Here's here's Therefore, the thing. Therefore, it is a threat to our planet. Right. Here's the thing. Um, and and I, I see, in principle, I don't necessarily completely disagree with the Avengers, but they clearly went in there without a plan, without working. I, they should have worked with the X-Men. For, which I, you know what, I guess you can attribute to in superhero team versus superhero team comic. You could probably say in ninety nine percent of them. Well, they probably really should have just talked it out. Yeah, totally. Um, and and mm. they totally could have here. They obviously didn't. Uh, and, obviously, since you and, know we have a book. And the X Men end up, and Cyclops <clears throat> in particular ends up getting the full blame for that at the end. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's 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 well, bullshit. Well, I mean, Cyclops is the one at the end who has the full force of the Phoenix in him, mm-hmm. and he becomes the most destructive monster. And seen you, in a while. you think that Captain America, out of anyone, would have sympathy? For, you know what, I'm going to look out for my own and, you know, go out of my way to do that because it's, it's you know, important. 
based on, you know, Civil War. Captain America is looking out for the best interests of 7 billion people. Yeah, just like in Civil War, right? 7 billion yeah. people. And if you want to go if you, if you want to go Civil War on this, yeah. Captain America versus Iron Man in a comic? Yeah, I was going movie. Okay. If you're going movie, I'm going to talk comic for a okay. second. Okay. Captain America's fucking right in the comic. Mhm. Straight up. If you fucking support Tony Stark in the comic, you're a dick. Because that guy was literally rounding up people who refused to be registered and throwing them into a fucking concentration camp. Yeah, and throwing untested technology at the Phoenix. Well, if you're going by the movie, yeah. yes, I can understand your your argument again, you know, for for that. Hey. But at the same time, this is comic world. This is yeah. not the movie world. Okay. So if we're going by by comic canon. He's a secret hydra agent. Okay. <laughs> If you're gonna jump that no, far no, in the no, future, no, 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 that this is before his history was rewritten. In, in fairness, I, I won't pull that one. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just playing. With yes, it. turns out he was a Nazi the whole time. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so who are you gonna vote? Go with uh, the mutants or the Nazi? Oh, oh, that's just brutal. Yeah. I'm going for America, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Call it what you will. <laughs> but no, and that's sorry, Iraq. Oh. <laughs> but no, that and that's my point is that. The Avengers, whether or not they had a concrete plan in place, yeah. there's no way to know because it does not unfold that way. We also don't see the behind the scenes of them, you know, planning what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. We know that, yes, Tony Stark has developed this weapon, but he needs more time Last to get minute. it. To, but he still needs more time to get it to be, you know, functioning to the way it should be, mm-hmm. theoretically. But again, we could have had that time the had they not had to chase the X-Men around the fucking planet. So are you saying that that absolves Tony Stark? I'm not saying it absolves the Tony problems Stark. that result in the second half of the book. All it did was split the Phoenix Force up. It actually weakened the Phoenix Force mm-hmm. because each one of them was still inherently weaker than the overall entity. Right. The problem, however, lies in the fact that they all became destructive bad people. Mm-hmm. And that because Tony Stark caused them to become but, possessed. But you can't say that without certainty if, that if when the Phoenix first arrived, it wouldn't have been destructive to begin with. Because the whole point of creation or, you know, birth is to tear down to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what a Phoenix resembles. Right. The, the, the burning up and tearing down and the rebirth. Right? So yes, in the end, there might have been a rebirth. But the destruction, had it not been split up the way it was actually could have been destructive to begin with in could full power. Been. Could have been. You don't know otherwise. Right. Not but either. we know from past experiences, it has been a destructive force. Right. So there is reason to be concerned. But Tony Stark is responsible for the five that get possessed. And to me, then he should be partially responsible for the, the what happens afterwards. More again, so than Cyclops, who then wasn't in his right mind. But again, it comes down to reality. And wasn't in control of his own actions. But, but this comes down to reality. The right. winners of a war go unpunished. Right. That's that's just how the world functions. So that makes you morally it doesn't right. Make it, it doesn't make it just. Right. It doesn't make it right. Not even remotely so close to So you're saying that right. morally you agree with me. I'm not saying morally <laughs> yeah, I agree I know with you're you. not... Co- uh, what I'm saying is, is that the unfortunate reality is, is yes, Tony Stark walks away scot-free. Yeah. Because he was on the winning side. Mm-hmm. And he followed orders, and his orders were, <laughs> knock that fucking thing out of the sky. Yeah. He did what he could with what limited time he had. Mm-hmm. Therefore, yes. And like I said, maybe 
maybe that actually diminished the destructive power that the Phoenix Force could have caused in an initiating row. Man, I'm so glad that the Avengers, for the first time in their 40-year history, decided to care about mutants and mutant problems for like five minutes and completely fuck everything up. That's because, again, back to your <laughs> argument of the mutants can handle it, well, they've always been able to handle those mutant issues. The, the X-Men Avengers, could. There are still innocent mutants that have nothing to do with the X-Men that are hunted down. Yes, on a regular and, basis. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree. Yes. And how often? Done actually, you know what? In fairness, that. I don't read many Avenger comics, so if this does come up in Avenger books, I will, I will eat my fucking words. But to my knowledge, they're never fucking involved. In the day-to-day and that's a stuff, big thing you're, happening you're right, no. in their backyard. You're totally right. On the day-to-day stuff. Yeah. The, the the mutants being rounded up and whatever the case is being killed, whatever. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. And but, the, the most but, recent X-Men versus Inhumans event proves that they still don't give a shit because they still don't get involved. Despite Captain America ending the story with being like, you know what? We're going to care more. Yeah, but okay, but okay, the reason they're not getting more involved though is because it's a writing yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's obviously... I, I know, I get it. You know, again, this um, is one of those things where it's like, maybe like behind the scenes stories, maybe they have stepped up their game. We don't know, because yeah. all we're seeing is what's written. Right. You know, it's the same idea as what happens off screen on a quote-unquote reality TV yeah. show. And I'm glad Scarlet Witch also does not get and have any consequences to to, you know causing millions of mutants to become depowered and killed well now you're going I'm, back I'm, into that whole house of M. it thing comes up and... in the story so it's it's relevant well but at the same time in this story she does kind of redeem herself in that yeah in that aspect yeah because all those mutants that were killed under fire without their powers they were brought back to life magically right well <laughs> so it's all good it's all i'm good. not saying it's good but what I'm saying is, is that... Scarlet Witch, thumbs up. I've never once said thumbs up to Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So, my point is, though, is that she does help to rebirth, if you will, the mutants that she essentially got rid of on the right. planet. So, yes, there's she has not aligned herself with either team in this. She plays a neutral party in this. Mm-hmm. Her brother Quicksilver, you know, like that, fucking out there, punching his dad in the fucking face. He's on the Avengers team. Yeah. Because, yes, he's an Avenger. Because he's got daddy issues, let's be real. Well, that too. But Scarlet Witch <laughs> stays neutral until the very end when she shows up. Hope now gets possessed by the Phoenix Force. And she and Hope together mm-hmm. are the reason the chaos and destruction ends. Yeah. So, yes, I'm not going to say that she doesn't have, you know, a burden to bear with what the events that have happened before. But she is actively trying to make a difference now mm-hmm. by not siding with either team and taking the, the appropriate route and saying to Hope... Hey, what do you want to do? Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's really her role in this. I wouldn't say she necessarily has, you know, she's guilty of anything. No, of course in she's this, not. It's all in, Cyclops' in fault. In this book. It's all Cyclops' fault, don't you know? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, he's a fucking 100%. Yeah. He's a nut job. Yeah. yeah. No one else is at fault in this entire book. Jesse's being sarcastic right now, but he's agreeing <laughs> with me, so I'll take it. I'll take it. But that's no. all you're getting. I mean, this is the thing. Cyclops... I understand the positioning of he's he's definitely fucking crazy by yes, this point. Um, I'm I'm not going to debate that. But he's also willing but to as def- a fan of Crazy Cyclops, I want to defend him because I like I like Crazy Cyclops. But as this is a thing, you know, as a last I like, ditch, I like Emma Frost, but she clearly goes off her fucking as, rocker. As a last ditch it. effort, Cyclops is willing to put the entire planet at risk. Yeah, for something that 
he thinks will work out. Right. And that is in itself reckless. I mean, it's well, the same. But my, I'm not going to disagree that Captain America... my argument is that both sides are doing that. Yes, and there's but, no... They're both doing that. But at least the inherent goal of and the, the Avengers, Avengers... do end up causing damage the, as a result of the But the inherent that. goal for the Avengers is to save the planet, not take a chance that it might get blown up. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not willing to take the risk. They're willing to say... Yes, you know what? This might work, mm-hmm. but we don't know. No one knows. The X-Men don't know. We can't risk 7 billion people in the entire existence of our planet on a hunch. Yeah. And I think it's totally reasonable to say, hey, we're going to step in. We're going to take her. Now, on that I note... Think it's I it's totally reasonable for Cyclops to be like, look, guys, you, you never fucking... Like, you know, what... You have no place getting involved. I, I in this disagree because take it as any religion, right? I mean, it's they, not a religion. Sure, it is. It's not a mutants aren't a religion. Their they vessel are is called a their species. Messiah, but their, their vessel is they're called a Messiah. species. I'm That's not, not a religion. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they're a religion. I'm saying the belief that the Phoenix Force is coming down to rebirth mutants, mm-hmm. and that they have a, a Messiah who's their vessel who will take you know the the cosmic entity to recreate life for them. Right. That is a religion. That is a belief. You cannot prove that through science. Therefore, you're taking a leap of faith and saying, this is what we believe. Yeah. That is a belief. And the Avengers believe that they can stop it, which they clearly can't. The Avengers are looking at it as, this is a cosmic entity flying at the planet Mm -hmm. that's going to destroy it. We need to stop it in any way possible. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going to take the scientific route over the belief of 200 people. I don't care if you believe this is going to save the world. If aliens showed up and they were guns out ready to shoot us, right. and people were like, oh no, just give them a chance. You know, we'll just, we'll just believe in them. No thank you. I'd rather us have our guns up going, wait a minute guys, let's the talk Phoenix about this. The Force has been shown as a non-violent entity many times. But it's oh, also many times. But it has been shown as one. <laughs> and it's even saved the universe, the Mkron crystal. Fair enough. But but at the same time, it's also proven to be a destructive force. Yes. When <laughs> but normally when it's destructive, let's be fair, the, during the Dark Phoenix saga, Jean Grey was literally mind raped. Even still, it was still a destructive force. Right. Which is room for concern. Fair. I'm There's not seven that there billion be people on this planet, but the Avengers went in there also half cocked. They didn't really. I'm, I'm not saying that they went in there in the most diplomatic stance they could have like taken. Talking in circles. Right we now. are. We are because <laughs> I'm right and you're wrong. You're not. But point is, my my ultimate point with this, I guess, is this is why I'm glad that the movie universes are separate. No, I totally 100% Because <laughs> this you be... do run into logistic, logistical problems when you put the Avengers and the X-Men in the same universe. Not, not even just that, but just just getting away from the debate for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you imagine... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we're pretty much... We're I agree. That, right? I mean, I think I made my case, you made your case. You yeah. know, listeners, let us know who we you should, agree we with. We should put up a poll or something. I think we should. Yeah. I think that's a good okay. idea. Okay, so you guys decide who's right. Uh, just on that note, though, with the, the movie universe, if you could you imagine the logistical nightmare of filming a movie with the Avengers and your cast of X-Men? Yeah. That would be a fucking casting nightmare. There'd be so many fucking actors... 
it would just be it would be oh my god that would just be nuts yeah. Not to mention, you wouldn't even get Plus, any time with the Plus, the characters. whole mutant lore into the Avengers movies. Yeah, I mean, there's, I, I am glad that there are very separate universes. I think that it's it makes for better storytelling. Um, I've talked about this before in past Cause, episodes, but with, with the Avengers and stuff... I think it, they do work better on their own. And, and gets, I think storylines like Civil War, again, benefit from having it be just about but, a superhero group yeah. as opposed to being like well what about the mutants with powers but what even even with civil about... war it got it was starting to get very convoluted with characters you're not getting screen time with a lot of characters that you'd like to see oh the movie yeah i thought they did a great job i'm not saying they didn't do a good actually. job but what i'm saying is, is that as these stories movie-wise progress they're getting more convoluted with characters which is right. why you need to have you know your your movies that kind of branch off you know your doctor strange yeah, you, know, you miss Marvel. I do think it would be kind of cool to do like a Secret Wars movie where you have like the Avengers battling the X Men movie universe characters like on like a battle world or, or something like that. Just as like a one time thing. That would I think be that would be cool. That would be the most cast expensive movie on the planet. Yeah, well, <laughs> you would be paying out the ass for cast. You're acting <laughs> like Disney doesn't have the money to do it. I'm not saying they don't have the money. It's a matter of are they going to make enough money back. <laughs> probably <laughs> I mean your cast budget alone will be through the roof oh yeah but to my point is that a lot of these stories you know have a lot of characters in them and in the movie universe when you, you kind of transcend the comics mm-hmm. things get more convoluted because you, you don't have enough time for for some characters or you know you, you so in some cases you put too much emphasis on certain characters and not enough on others yeah, yeah, yeah. you can never please everyone but um yeah I'll, I'll look during this debate, I definitely did intentionally go hard on the Avengers. Captain America is slightly better than Mike Pence. But <laughs> no, that's no, still, no, I'm kidding. That's such a below-the-belt shock, though. Like, Mike Pence is a fucking wanker, man. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I thought it was a good insult. <laughs> but, you know, like, my, my main, again, my main problem and, like, why I never really got into Avengers comics and the, the reason why I guess we don't do it more on the show, maybe we should... But my, yes, we should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the reason why I, I've never really been that invested in the, the Avengers is because from a young age, I was really into the X-Men. And building, going into the, the larger Marvel universe from Spider-Man and X-Men, the Avengers do just kind of seem like the superhero jock team to me. That are just like, well, we're above this stuff, you know? Like, I, I, I get like, it. You know, like, screw all the, you know. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Avengers, but I also, I look at it more as a, it's a geopolitical kind of thing. It's, they're, they're so much above the, you know, the regular crime now, mm-hmm. which is why you get groups like the Defenders and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I really, really do like, like, Luke Cage, you know, Iron Fist, you know, those, those, those groups. Well, that well, group that, that's what great. I'm saying. I'm more, I'm more attracted to, like, the street level and the, yeah. the mutant side, because the, the Marvel Universe, even more so than the DC Universe, I would say, is split up almost into these different, like, sections. Totally. 100%. And, and I think that your introduction, like, the, the section that you're most kind of interested in affects your outlook on, on the others. Which which I, I can totally understand. But and that's I, I like the, the, you know, the, the big time fights, like intergalactic cosmic force coming to destroy the planet, you know, that kind of stuff. They're not dealing with, you know, people like Kingpin. They're not dealing with the mafia. They're not dealing yeah. with that stuff. They're dealing with the threats to the planet. 
Hey, so or are the X-Men. Oh, I'm not saying they don't, but what she I'm saying... Empire, anybody? Well, fair enough. But what I'm saying is is that that's the reason I always enjoy the, the Avengers. Yeah. The X-Men, yes, I, I enjoy the X-Men in the sense of I like reading about you know, the struggles of these people. Mm-hmm. They are an oppressed group of society, you know, in society. What? And you're, you're reading about their overcoming and their, you know, this, the stance that they have, and they've always taken the stance of human or mutant, it does not matter. You know, you defend for everyone. One, one thing, though, that is often forgotten about the X-Men, though, is they do have this huge cosmic kind of corner to the X-Men universe. Oh, yeah, totally. That is brought up fairly often. And, you know, this huge, like, weird time travel element to it. Yeah, yeah. Really. And those, I mean, I guess they brought up the, the time travel one in, in Days of Future Past movie. But I, I really, I really wish that, especially since the rumor is that the next movie is going to be about Phoenix, I really hope that they, they take that opportunity to do a, a movie about the Marvel or the, the X-Men kind of cosmic side of things. So that the Shi'ar yeah. Empire is involved and... Which I All think would be stuff. cool too, but like like I was saying, I think the the thing that appeals to me with with X Men is specifically the fact that th- these are people overcoming, you know, a society that doesn't like them. Yeah, and that inherently is what the X Men is to me. Yeah. Whereas the Avengers, they're the jocks of the Marvel universe. Yes, but they're they're dealing with you know planetary defense. I use that in quotations because you know. Yeah. But they're dealing let's, specifically let's with be planetary fair. defense. They all do. Yes, they all do, but it's like the Avengers are the ones that are tasked with it. Yeah. It's their official job. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, so that's, I think that's their debate. So I guess, you know, maybe we will do more Avengers. Um, if you guys have any um, recommendations. Absolutely, recommendations are always welcome. Yeah, that'd be good. So what are we doing next? Next, we are doing, uh, for our... Our special 20th episode. 20th episode. I thought that we would kind of go back to where we started and do the the last two books of the New 52 Action Comics run by Grant Morrison. There we go. So we're going to uh, Because I know you up. really wanted to, to continue reading yeah. them. So... Bernie Sanders Superman. Hmm? Bernie Sanders Superman. Yeah. I mean, he's a little <laughs> obsolete at this point, but... Wow. Can only dream. That's a, that's a conversation for next week but overall uh what did you think of this book i'd give it a nine out of ten you give it a nine out of ten it's pretty awesome it's got you know politics it's got fucking epic fights it's got like every character known to freaking mankind in this yeah holy shit uh yeah i'd give it a nine out of ten this is a great read really easy too um the artwork is phenomenal yeah uh it's it's just it's, it's it's got some great art yeah it's just it's a very well done book what about you um i would I would maybe, I, I'd give it a lower score, maybe like a 7.5, just because, and and this is a book from a few years ago, but I'm getting so burnt out on let's have superheroes fight each other. That's fair. You know, I'm not sure if it's necessarily fair to judge this book on that, but... That's reasonable, though. I mean, a couple years ago, would you have rated it the same? And, and again, I feel like this is a conflict that could have been very, very 100%. easily solved by them teaming up. 100%. Which is, you know... It should have been a team up. It really... Let's <laughs> let's be fair. It should have been a team up. Both of them were assholes. They could have easily turned this into a fucking team up. I agree. I guess the argument is just who's the bigger asshole. Cyclops. Because so. <laughs> all great debates well, are, right? We know he loses in the end, so... Yeah, <laughs> clearly. Um, I, I do like 
all the the Cyclops stuff in this book because again through X Men I I'd been following this kind of character progression of Cyclops getting more and more messed up and you know needing to see a therapist I yeah mean, just admit you need help man it's all good and i think a lot of it no there are a lot of great moments in this book uh between him and emma frost and between him and xavier at the end i i think is probably the highlight for me fair enough but and and wolverine gets some good moments so i i do you know what I, I, I don't know it's it's good it's worth a read i definitely recommend it so that's it for this episode of Rec Room comics yep uh, catch us on Instagram, Twitter, find us on iTunes. Oh my god. What? The internet's gonna hate me. Yes. Also, we're gonna put up a poll. Uh, we wanna know who do you think had the, the moral high ground, if you will, the X-Men or the Avengers. Yeah. So let us know. Feel free to contact us at any time. I'm putting reading the comments on you, because... Gonna get, I'm going to get so much shit for crapping on the Avengers. Yes, you are. Yeah. So that's it for this week, guys. Yeah. Uh, see you in a couple weeks. See you later.